0: Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner i have discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hi, everyone. Catherine Avery of productivitybydesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. It is November. I have been in deep denial about the fall, but now that it's November 10th and cold, and I'm wearing cozy sweatshirts and things, uh, and sweaters, heavy sweaters <laughs> I have, and socks and boots, which have definitely been something I finally had to kind of pull out of storage, I have decided that it is fall. We may be getting our first snow on Tuesday. I think I'm a little late on thinking it's fall, but I'm usually in deep denial about the end of summer. At any rate, what's interesting about November is I saw a post on Facebook that totally resonated with me, and it was no, with quotation marks around it, November. And so I thought, what an interesting thought. What could we say no to? So this is the quote that came along with this image that I saw on Facebook. November is a time to practice saying no to people, places, and things that drain your energy. And it's a time to say yes to things that light you up. I've talked a fair amount about mindset in prior podcasts. And so you know already, if you've been hanging out with me for a while, that in order to say yes to say certain things that you really want in your life, you're going to have to say no to other things. So last week when I was on the podcast, I talked about having to say no to worry, worry about the fact that I was having the no good, very bad, horrible, terrible day, or I think it was terrible, horrible day. I never remember exactly. Saying no to worry because it drained your energy. And here I was, a wreck, because my whole computer had basically imploded. I couldn't use Google Chrome. There were all these problems. And I stopped worrying about it and surrendered to the whole situation. And when I got home and plugged my laptop back in, everything was working fine. I have no idea to this day exactly what happened. I have some hunches. I was not alone in the Google Chrome (laughs) failure. I was going to say disaster, but it's hardly disaster. It was just a failure. At any rate, saying no frees you up. It frees up your time space, energy, and sometimes even your money so that you can have the things you want. Now, they may not be things per se. I may want a nice new car and have to give up some other things in order to have it. But it could be I want to spend time with my family and so therefore I have to think about how I'm going to make that happen. So I frequently do work on Saturday morning. It just so happens I'm also working Sunday morning Just a little bit, not a ton. I put in maybe an hour or two on the weekend. This weekend, I'm going to say it's closer to four or five. I did that because I know coming up is a family vacation for Thanksgiving. And I don't want to have to be doing a ton of work then. So I'm trying to get everything done in advance so that I don't have to worry about that. So that's a way you free up your time. I already used money. Uh, Let's see. People. Maybe someone in your life really drained you. I know I just friended someone. They asked, can you be my friend on Facebook? I was like, okay, great. We've met at an event. She's super interesting. And, and I'm really looking forward to getting to know her better. She promptly sent me in what I assume is an automated Facebook message saying how I can join her group and be a part of her business and blah, blah, blah. I hate to say it. She's gone. I'm not going to be friends with someone who immediately sends me this automatic message. I'm the whole point of being on Facebook is it's social and you're friends. So there's a person who is draining my energy out the window. Sorry, that's just how I roll. I know that sounds a little hardcore, but you really have to learn about setting your boundaries and knowing exactly who, what, anything you're going to let into your space. So that gives you an idea of what I'm talking about. So this week, so The whole month is going to be this theme, right? So last Thursday was letting go of things that don't serve you uh, in the emotion department, which actually I'm going to be coming back to. But I started there on a very sort of small basis, telling you about that particular difficult day and how to handle a bad day. Now we're going to work on something incredibly physical. We're going to work on the clutter in your office. So you ready? Let's do this. I am a certified productive environment specialist what does that mean? Well, interestingly, I decided for Kix to look up what a generalized definition is. Thank you, Google. <laughs> In this case, Google Chrome, because it was working again. And this is what I got as productive environment. A productive environment, productive work environment, is capable of attaining the maximum capacity of the production line or equipment with less downtime, less rejection, less rework, high quality yield, At a low cost. That's not even about people. So I just can't even imagine that that's a productive work environment. That's a productive work environment for an assembly line that doesn't include people. All right, so we're people, right? And I like people. People are great. So let's talk about what's a really good definition for people. And in productive environment, we define that a productive environment as an intentional setting in which you can accomplish your work and enjoy your life. And I think that sounds a thousand times better. Getting intentional about what you want in life is so key. No is a part of getting intentional. So, you know, I've talked about setting intentions on prior podcasts, but now we're going to talk about how you actually physically set up your office space to be incredibly productive and to be a place that you enjoy being in so that you can accomplish your work and enjoy your life. Hooray, right? First of all, you wanna think about needing a system. So systems save you space, time, energy, and money. See how that all streamlined with things that you say no to? Might've done that on purpose. Barbara Hemphill, the founder of Productive Environment Institute, said that today's mail is tomorrow's clutter. And this fits because when you're looking in a system, what you're looking at is this forward thinking. What can you do today that would help you tomorrow? When you're decluttering, I get it. You're going to be looking at a whole bunch of old stuff and saying, oh my God, this is overwhelming. They just just want to slam the door and walk out and not be even bothered with it. Either you're headed to Starbucks to the coffee shop or you're headed to the conference room to work. So when we're working on this today, you're going to start with only the newer stuff. Maybe just start with your desk. How's that sound? Let's get white space on your desk or whatever color your desk is. Mine happens to be white. But when I think of white space, space, I think of clear things that are open and free so that you can be creative. So here are the three tools you're going to work on, on your desk, on your now stuff, thinking in terms of what systems you're going to set up for yourself going forward. There's nothing that says you can't look through that paperwork at a later date. If you haven't touched it in a while, I say put it in a box just temporarily in, you know, those paper cardboard banker's boxes, put it in there. I actually did that with some old paperwork and set it aside in a corner of the room because you want to get it out of your thinking space, right? And then you have two options. One is you go looking for it in the course of several months. If you don't, then it's time to toss that stuff. Or two, you take a later date after you've got everything cleared and systems in place to go back and go through that stuff. So here we go three tools to declutter your desk. The first are the accessories you're going to need. Now I know this is sort of counterintuitive. You're going to be bringing things in to get organized. I'm going to tell you first shop your office and I'm going to post in the show notes some links to some Amazon products. If you don't have these items, you can buy them through Amazon. I'm an affiliate. I do gain a small commission. It is not at your expense. It will be exactly the same price as what you pay now. You don't have to shop there. I'm just offering it as a resource because that's what I do, right? So here we go. Your magic six are the desk accessories. So they're your inbox, your outbox, and your to-be-filed. Now, every client is different. I have one who stacked these as three and put them as incoming, outgoing, etc., other folks will put them as uh, two stacked with one, i.e. outbox and to be filed with an inbox separate. I would recommend working left to right if you are right-handed, which I am. So on your left will be your inbox. I know this is looking backwards for you. I should have done it the other way. And then on your right-hand side will be your outbox and your to be filed. I personally stack mine. It works better for me. I have an L-shaped desk, and I like having to the right-hand side of the L. So everything for me is there. But remember, it's not like someone drops off my mail. I'm not at a work location. I'm in a home office. So that works well for me. Your second item is how you're going to get rid of paper. That includes your waste basket, which I also call the circular file, your recycle, and your shred. Now, in some instances, your recycling unit will probably be somewhere else. Mine is on the opposite side of the office. So I just have a bin that I put recycle in. Uh, Excuse me. Yes. You have a recycle bin on your desk. I meant the shredder. (laughs) My shredder is on the opposite side of the office getting ahead of myself. And all the stuff that's to be shredded, I stack in a pile in like a nice little bin under my desk. And then when I'm ready to get it shredded, which ideally my daughter does, I offer to pay her money. Lately, she... Doesn't seem as enthusiastic, welcome to the teenage years, but that's actually what I do. I have her shred it or, you know, I could sit here and shred it and turn on some fun music. And I recommend that, by the way, when you're doing this organizing in your office, turn on fun music. Have some fun with this. Don't turn it on too loud if you were in a cubicle in a big office space. Maybe use earphones so or AirPods. The next is a calendar. You could have a paper calendar. You could have a digital calendar. I have both. I tend to plan my projects very visually with color coding on my calendar. And then I use um, color coded post-it notes. And then I put those items both into my Asana and my Google Calendar. Now the way Asana works for me, which is a free project management software, is that I put the information in and I select the project, it auto uploads to Google Calendar. The beauty of something like Google Calendar or other digital calendars, you can share the calendars. Uh, we have a family calendar, and that's shared amongst all of us, and it's great. We have a um, rental property at Beach Home that has its own calendar. It's really a pretty amazing, thorough device. Customer Relationship Manager. You want to have some way to keep track of your contacts. Some people will just use an Excel spreadsheet. Is this like your modern-day version of your Rolodex? I personally use um, ActiveCampaign as my customer relationship manager. There are tons of software options out there. That one's a reasonable price. They range from absolutely free, like MailChimp, which, by the way, the less expensive it is, the less robust it is, to all the way up to Infusionsoft, which is crazy money. And then you have to have someone set it up. But people who use Infusionsoft love it. So no judgment. Action files and reference files. So what these are, are anything that's an actionable project, something you're working on right now might be a client, might be a website redo. Those are action files. And we actually use red file folders so that we know where to look at them right away. And then reference files. And I just use those standard green ones. And reference files are any of those items that you use anytime for research, to save, to know that you have it going forward so i have like a marketing file a public relations file a file with my trade uh, information and licenses and my um, sales and use tax resale id i know i said that wrong but i know what it is and i know where it is because i have a finding system which is a whole other discussion on another day okay so those are your six items i'm going to go through them quickly a plate desk accessories for uh, incoming and outgoing files, and to be filed, your wastebasket situation, whatever it is, to get rid of papers, calendar, customer relationship manager, action files and reference files. Boom, done. Now let's talk about the art of waste basketry. I love this one. The art of wastebasketry are the questions you ask as you're getting ready to throw out papers. These are, does this item require action? Can I identify a specific use for it? Is it difficult to obtain again? Is it recent enough to be useful? I have like old marketing articles I had to get rid of. I was like, that's not even how people do marketing anymore. Uh, are there tax or legal implications? You want to keep your papers for seven years? That's a whole other full-blown podcast at a later date. In fact, it dawns on me, I really should bring in either a lawyer or an accountant to talk about that. That'd be amazing. So I will do that for all of you. What is the worst thing that can happen without it? And this is the most important question. If there's any doubt in your mind about whether or not you should keep something, we say you should keep it. But use this question last. What is the worst thing that can happen without it? Maybe that document is available somewhere else. Maybe you printed it and it came off the internet. In case you're wondering, yes, we are going to be talking about digital filing next week and how you organize and declutter your digital files. Okay, the final thing in the three steps to clearing your desk is this great system called File Act Toss. And the way you remember File Act Toss is fat. If your filing is fat, i.e. you've got stacks of files on your desk or stacks of paper, it's time to do File Act Toss and thin it out. So with filing, it's all the information you want to keep. So you would put a pile that is everything you want to be filed. Note that inbox, outbox, place for to be filed. You can use that there. Action is if it's going to take you less, fewer than two minutes. So what's a good example of this? You've got an invitation to an event. You take the event information, make sure you put all of it, the RSVP, the address, the phone number, et cetera, and put it in your calendar. Now you've saved that information. You do not have to keep that invitation. Now you might do something like a SWIFT file, which I have on my desk, which is broken down by the 31 days of the month, depending on the month, and then each month thereafter. And then if you wanted, you could put that invitation into your SWIFT file, into the date of the event. I tend to use that more on a personal level. I don't tend to put my business in there because I really run my business digitally. I run it off my Google Calendar and my Asana Project Manager. Then the last one, and my favorite is, if you don't need it, throw it out. Now remember, ask those questions from the Art of Waste basketry before you throw something out. You don't have to ask it every time. But one key question, that one about, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen if I throw it out, is the most important question to ask um, regarding every single piece of paper. Okay, back again. I'm going to say this one more time. The cardinal rule is if you're in doubt, it's better to keep the piece of paper. This isn't throw everything away day. This is about setting up systems that will be things you will do, not what you should do. There's no shooting in the surf. There's no shooting in the Uncluttered Office podcast. And I can assure you there's none (laughs) in productivity by design. That's not how I roll my clients. So here's what I'm going to Put out there as a challenge for you. Take 15 minutes today to declutter your desk. Don't try to do anything else. Just start with this one thing. No, you're not allowed to spend more than 15 minutes. If you do, I can't prevent you. But I think if you just look at it as I only have to do this for 15 minutes, it won't feel overwhelming. If it's feeling overwhelming at 15 minutes, make it five. But whatever you did today today is a start towards a better tomorrow for you, a more organized, more productive tomorrow. And I really want that for you. So if there's any way you can just set that timer for five minutes, give yourself a reward after if you need to. Maybe that's a nice walk. I know after I record this podcast, I'm going for a nice walk. Know that just 15 minutes, that's much easier than feeling incredibly overwhelmed. And like I said, just shutting the door and going to the conference room. You have a great office space. If you don't have a great office space, let me know, because I can certainly help you set one up. And you should have, you should, let's not, you should, you likely have a great office space. And I want you to be able to use it and have it be meaningful and decluttered and a creative space for you to do your work and to enjoy your life and be incredibly successful. Okay, just to let you know, I have just released my brand new Epic Office Action Plan. This is a free offer. It's on my website. I'm going to put the link below in the show notes. This will allow you to get a sense of where you're at in your productivity right now. There's a scorecard in there and some easy action steps you can take right away to get your office to the point where you love it. After you do that, after you sign up and get the action plan, Get on my calendar and schedule a call. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to help you get on the path to massive success. Hope this helped you today. Looking forward to talking to you next week about digital decluttering. Until then, I'm Katherine Avery, and I'll see you in the surf. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play,